0: King P here and Steely 07
1: and welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. In this week's episode we're talking to incredibly talented Impressionist Darren Altman about his career as a voiceover artist and also his uh, experiences on Britain's Got Talent.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome you to This Week in Metropolis.
0: First of all, Darren, thank you so much for uh, joining us on our podcast. Um, I know you from Britain's Got Talent, which I'm sure a lot of the viewers and listeners will recognise. When I say recognise your voice, it's quite interesting because obviously you are an impressionist uh, and a voiceover guy, so your voice is quite unique in some respects. But I-, I wanted to say to you, Darren, where did you get started in doing impressions and things like? That? But I'm sure just as as a youngster we all kind of do impressions but how did you get started yeah I uh, it's that old thing
2: isn't it of, of like impersonating your teachers and anyone <laughs> with within you know five feet of me I've, I've always had a musical ear I was a, a, a drummer and a musician and that's that's what I did my degree in uh, jazz 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 music and, and drumming and I would always um, uh, impersonate you know I mean I don't want to give my age away but you know like Roger Moore and uh, James Bond, you know, like if I was getting told off by one of my mum's friends, you know, for being a naughty boy, I, you know, I might go, uh, don't touch that, darling. We don't want you leaving so soon. <laughs> and, you know, and that will sort of diffuse the Amazing. situation. Um, so, yeah, I've just always had had a good ear and all the way through school, I'll I'd be, I'd be the one that gets up at the front and, uh, you know, college impersonating all my friends. <laughs> yeah. And then um, just sort of transitioned into into what I do now. Yeah, quite later, quite late in life, actually.
1: What made you feel that then, sort of going from you know using it in a day to day sense? What what was the turning point in that you thought, wow, I can make a you know career out of this?
2: Um, It was quite strange because um, as I was saying to you. Uh, previously before we recorded, I was a, a drummer, that's what I did. And um, I was a jazz drummer, so i was playing lots of big bands and I would play at Ronnie Scott's in the house band. Uh, I was recording music for film and TV at Abbey Road, wow. Air Lindhurst Studios, so doing gigs and tours um, and backing all live acts, that, that's what I did. Um, and then I don't know what compelled me, but I made a very crude um, voiceover demo um just off my own back I think I found some software and um made a whole bunch of crude characters and sort of mocked up some adverts um I don't know why and I sent it off to an agent and I lo and behold it got my first agent and <laughs> quite quickly I was sent out to studios in London and I was doing um uh, characters for games and I was doing tv commercials I was the I think the first voice of you know Giacomo men's clothing yeah yeah and that came out that was years ago and just yeah and sort of very quickly uh learned, learned about the industry and then studied had lessons with a who's now a very good friend a lady um in LA uh, called Nancy Wolfson and studied uh, to make sure that I was getting everything right because it was one thing having a good ear but I think I was sort of going defaulting to some weird sort of voiceover mode where when I was talking, I going <laughs> into the, the, the back of the throat and thinking, this is what you did if you wanted to be a... Sounded like Alan Partridge. Um, so <laughs> so she very sort of quickly got rid of that, you know, and got me to be my natural self. You know, if I wasn't doing characters, I was just sort of being my natural self, which is what a lot of producers want. You know, they don't want you to necessarily affect a voice. Do you,
0: Do you remember what, your very first impression was that you thought or or that people said to you that is spot on that is so alike
2: oh god wow um i mean it was probably something stupid like frank spencer but everyone went you know whoops betty the cat's done a whoopsie and all that you know um you know say goodnight to the man in the moon Jessica and all that um (laughs) but um i can't really think doing prince charles and it was probably doing impressions of impressionists actually mm. you yeah. know my wife and i uh, uh, and all that nonsense mm. um but it was only until sort of um i don't know you know you get asked to do voices now and and so you you and because it's uh, you know it's, it's what i do it's it's a job and i do stand up as well now mm. so that i really have to without wishing to sound sort of arty-farty, but nail the voice, get into the real essence of the character and not just be one of these people that does 50 impressions in a minute and goes, you know, Mr. Burns, excellent. Mm. Homer Simpson, doll, you know, and all that. You have to do it it properly because if you're doing a radio ad or a Mm. corporate and you may have to do a voice for, you know, someone may ask me to do a voice, a whole um, two-minute video as David Attenborough well, it needs to sound like David Asher. It can't just sound like a generic. And here we see the horse by the, you know, it's got, and now we can (laughs) observe lion stalking its prey and ripping its gut. You know, (laughs) whatever it is.
1: What sort of um, research do you do then? What's the process of learning a a voice to to get it to that standard that you think, I've I've got it?
2: Um, funnily enough, I'm just I'm preparing um uh I'm actually writing uh, uh a topic for my YouTube channel, dissecting my process. So I'm actually going breaking Crazy. down. And it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. I mean, sometimes you sort of, you know, I'll be in the shower or walking along and I, I just get a voice, but really it's you know, a lot of composite factors, you know, to, to know where they're from, so you can nail the accent properly. Um you know, Peter Kay, Paddy McGuinness, Vernon Kay—they're all from Bolton, so they've they've got that Bolton accent. You know, yeah. their background, where do they come from? Um, I mean, it's not, not necessary, but you know, their rhythm, how do they speak? Is it is it sort of staccato, fragmented? Is it more um, uh, smooth? Do they take pauses? It's the pitch—is it high? Is it low? Will I have to? Learn? Where does the voice come from? All the different qualities. I mean, I could, you know demonstrate you know lots of different things but it's a combination of things you know uh, Craig Cash who does Gogglebox has got a bit of a rasp in his throat you know and in Manchester the (laughs) Malone. And if you take that rasp, you know, then you sort of it into a bit of cockney, then, you know, so you're not two million miles away from Glenn Oddle, you know, and then players, as I say, you know, wonderful, wonderful thighs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And that was one of the things, um, and I'm sure we'll, we can go over into it now, was on Britain's Got Talent, was I loved how you, when you'd done your um, impressions you explained how you went from one to another. I think you kind of mm. you said, you know, if you lower your voice to this and then and then you go into a different kind of, I yeah, think you went from Gordon uh, Ramsay to one. And it, it just kind of, it's almost a little bit, not saying that it means everyone can do what you do, but it's almost a little bit like a magician showing you how the magic's done. Mm. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I, it's, I I quite enjoy that, you know, and when I do... And for example, when I'm on stage, I like to impersonate Joe Brand. And I even say that when you're doing Joe Brand, everything you have to say is in this tune. So no matter what she says, it goes up like this and then down at the end. So, you, but you can hear that. She's got yeah. like a melody, you know. And someone like Josh Whitacombe, he likes to take <laughs> long pauses between his sentences
0: <laughs> brilliant brilliant do you find yourself i imagine if you've got that skill do you find yourself doing it all the time even even when you're just going about your day normally uh,
2: well i mean it's 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 my job so you know i spend all yeah. my time talking i mean not all, not all of it's fun you know i t- i can do get asked to do lots of different characters for games and animations and radio ads. i've got to do a whole load of santa claus now for um an award ceremony and a radio station here in, in, um, in London. Um, but sometimes I'll maybe I'll hear something and it will just amuse me and it will just sort of tickle me. You know, I think when I first, um, did Boris Johnson and bye 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 we was it was the way they're uh, there and for some uh, reason uh, when he says uh, too uh, it's, it's a too bye I had uh, quite a lot of fun uh, explaining uh, to chew uh, myself <laughs> so some things will tickle me, and you know yeah. like, uh, but some some you have to work at, and some some they come naturally, um, and you depending on where they sort of sit within my throat and my head and my voice. That's weird. You have to manipulate, obviously.
1: When you do a game or, or sort of those sort of projects, do they come to you with a "We want a character who sounds like this"? Or or do you know? Do, do they? Do you have to have reference points in terms of?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You'll you'll get um you'll get a, a drawing of it, so you can see the right. character because that might influence you. You know, if they're short. You know, will they have a squat? Will they have like a, 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 a low voice? Will it be round? Are they tall? Are they lanky? You'll get a character description. This guy's a bully. Uh, yeah. but he was bullied as a child, which makes him that way. You know, you'll get um, this, this boy's a mummy's boy. He's a bit of a nerd, but he's very sensitive and shy. So you'll get a breakdown and then you'll get what they call the sides. Now the sides are the short um, uh, bits of dialogue to sort of test they call those the sides it's an american sure. i think but they use it here as well so you'll get the yeah like a, a character brief a breakdown you'll get a um, a, a, a photo or, or a drawing rather i should say uh so you can piece it together but even then you can't say well this is the definitive voice i was yeah. listening to a very interesting podcast just yesterday when they were saying you know you know if he's got a long neck you know um does it mean he will talk up like this because he's got a long neck? I mean, I, I don't know, you know, but you can try yeah. all these things. Or, you know. And if, and if you take that voice, which I, for some reason I did an American accent and make him sound British, then, you know, you can change the voice but still have that tonal quality. I don't, you know, for example. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Amazing. You have to it's work amazing. with people. Do you,
1: do you find with that, that sort of on a, on a day-to-day basis, let's say, I, I don't know, you know, exactly what your work's schedule is, but... If you're doing, in the morning, you're doing 5 Christmas and then in the afternoon, you've got to do a, a high-pitched sort of gaming voice and so on. Do you, how do you sort of keep control of that? Like, if, if you've worked on that gaming character on, on a Wednesday and then it's not until the the following Wednesday that you do you have to do some more on it, how do you have that memory of, of those sort of voices as well,
2: Yeah, it's a good, very good question. I mean, when you... Um, and again, on this podcast I was listening to yesterday, we're talking about um, uh, the host, uh, Nick, who's a friend of mine, is um, very into she, – she, she's a vocal coach, and she knows the physiology. It talks about larynx yeah. and pharynx and all of that, and um, the anatomy. And she was explaining that um, when you wake up and your voice is very relaxed, you can probably hear it now, because I woke up, had a cup of coffee, a pint of water, and I've just had a swim, and yeah. I've come back, so I haven't really spoken, so uh... – my, oh that's nice you know so <laughs> <laughs> so you know um this Christmas you know if I nuttle up to the mic like this I can do a voiceover for some luxury chocolate <laughs> but I mean but by the time I've done you know a few hours voicing <clears throat> I probably couldn't get that sound yeah uh, at five o'clock this afternoon because my my I've been using my voice so um Yeah, and, you know, you have a reference. You can obviously listen back to what you Mm. did um, and hear it and, you know, try and match the sound. But generally, once you get a voice and you can sort of feel it in your throat um, and, you know, if you're giving it a lisp or whatever the qualities you're giving it, you can normally
0: reference that again and and
2: get to it. But, yeah, it's a good point.
0: Are there any voices that you really want to be able to do but have just some for some reason not been able to there's
2: there's there's a whole load of impressionists some great impressionists and they do people like um Robert De Niro and and um you know Al Pacino and uh a lot of the American guys and it's I can't really you know um I, I, I leave all that to them you know I, I yeah. sort of know my limitations in that mm. respect there's no point in me trying to do a, a Robert De Niro if I can't um or someone like you know Sur and McKellen, I could probably yeah. try and get close to him, but again yeah it's some are just tricky, so you can try and get close to them, and then you know I just say i, I can give them the I can
0: give you the number of someone who can do it but I, but I guess, like you said before, there's no point trying to do something if it's not if you if you're not hearing it and it's kind of near enough perfect that like you're saying, it could then i guess yeah, I mean be detrimental to you, I guess.
2: I was on. Um, there, there's a an, there's a podcast called Making an, Imp- an Impression, and, and um, it, it interviews all, all impressionists. And Rory Bremner's been on, and Alistair McGowan. I was interviewed, and a load of great impressionists. And it's interesting because what what he what what the interviewer Simon got us all to do at the end of our episode is to all do. I think it was a Morgan Freeman. Now, what's interesting is that you would all identify us all as being Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Someone would be absolutely nailed, and some would be near as damn it, and some wouldn't be. Now, I do Morgan Freeman in, in my act, in my when I'm doing stand-up. I don't think it's all that good, but I've had people come up to me and go, "Oh my God, your Morgan Freeman is incredible! How do you get yeah. that?" Now, to me, it's a sort of four out of ten, five are the best. It's not all that, but but so it's 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 perception. Mm. other people when i do gordon ramsay they go oh my god that's amazing you're you're gordon like you've got absolutely everything there you've nailed it and other people you know you get all the trolls going it doesn't sound a bit like him so what can you do you know you can't
0: can't be upset by it you just do the best job you can your your gordon ramsay for me was brilliant because and, and this was another question i had um because you it, you don't just do his voice; it's his body movements. It's mm. it's it's an all round impression, and I think we've seen that before on talent shows and and, and in stand up, where people will do an impression and it's just the voice, and you mm. can recognise it. But there's something about when you do a physical uh, impression as well, and I think you you hit that now on the head with him. Well, this
2: this goes back to what you were saying about you know when you're breaking a voice down, and one of the aspects you know as well as sort of pitch and timing and intonation and. Um, uh, you've got to get the physicality. Gordon is always on the move. He's nervous. He wants everything yesterday. So you can't do Gordon Ramsay without, you know, big boy, oh, come on. Okay. Um, And being very animated and accenting certain words, which don't make sense. Hey, big boy. Wow. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, You know, so... And if I was to do that without doing all the gestures I just yeah. made, then it would it would be like him, but you wouldn't get that energy. Yeah. And it's all to, mm. you know you, you you've got to get that energy. Wow! Yes, beautiful. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and does that help? Is it a two way thing that you know you're you're doing the physical element to deliver that performance, but also it's
2: that it's getting you into the mm.
1: the headspace of that character.
2: Exactly. If you weren't here and you you gave me a script and it, was, and it said gordon ramsay at the top i'd be doing all that whether i was yeah. you on the line or not because it, it comes across yes you know and the the bouncing up and down on your feet hey big boy young man oi <laughs>
1: <laughs> are there trends in terms of the, the voices like that you feel as a, as a voiceover artist or an impersonator that you need in your sort of back pocket is are there certain people that come up and they get come to the public consciousness that are so iconic you think I need to know that particular
2: one. Um that's a very good question. I mean yeah that there are there are definite trends. I mean just stick on, you know, Sky Sports or BT Sport and you've got these sort of really great northern there's people like Dan Lee, John Rand, who you wouldn't know, but you'd know their voice instantly because they do all the promos for BT Sport. Great voices, like Northern, um, sort of gritty. There's one guy, Craig Kelly, I think he used to be in Coronation Street, and he's got that sort of raspy, uh, Lancashire voice. Um, He sort of talks like, like, you know, that sort of BT Sport. You know, it's it's really down there, you know. I mean, I'm sort of mocking it up now, but, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But they've just got great voices, and, and you know, you have to be. I mean, you can't, I wouldn't emulate them. Um, and of course, someone like Peter Dixon, SCS, you're so money, supermarket. You know, he's um, he's everywhere, you know. Yeah, so you it's get time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I take it, then you get a lot of demand for we want you to do a voiceover, and you need to sound like. Peter Dixon and yeah, that, that's the you, reference point you do
2: but you have to be careful because Peter Dixon is Peter Dixon so <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, so I'm sure he, he does well out of voiceovers as well. he, yeah. I think he does okay yeah I mean you can tell by his mansion um so <laughs> and, uh, he does, Peter Dixon's a sort of iconic voice so I mean depending on where it's going if if no one's hearing it then I might you know if it's going somewhere where it's not going to be in the public domain, then maybe I'll do an impression of him. But yeah. if it's going to be on a on a video or a corporate, then I will say to the, the client, listen, what we'll do is we'll get near as damn it. We'll do yeah. like a, a big um, voice of God like that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, but as soon as you start doing the growl, it's that. You know, it's, it's that at the end, which yeah. sort of gives, that's his shtick, you know. Mm. You, know you meet him and he's a, a lovely, well-spoken man, you know. He doesn't talk. Darren, delighted (laughs) to meet you. I'm as excited as the double discount sale at SES. (laughs) That that, was going
1: to be my question. Is he um, in conversation exactly like that?
2: Darren, (laughs) I would like
0: a large gin and tonic. (laughs) Fever tree tonic. Being being someone who's recognised for the impressions that you do in the voiceovers, is there ever a time that you want to be recognised just as your own. I
2: just want to be recognized.
0: As, as, as Darren Oldman, <laughs> you know, as your natural voice. Do you know
2: what was funny? Um, I was, this is no word of a lie, about a month or two ago, I was in my local Sainsbury's, uh, I think with Callie, my eldest, and we were shopping, you know, in the bread aisle, getting whatever we were. And a guy, I could see him looking at me, and I thought, oh, here we go. And so, you know, I carried on shopping, and he turned to me and he went, it's the IAMS cat. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know obviously he's watched Britain's Got Talent but yeah. isn't it funny that he didn't say you're the impressionist yeah. on Britain's Got Talent he said it's the I am's cat because I, I did a radio ad after Leslie um, yeah. Phillips you know and did that but I just thought that was, that was funny you know that's, that's happened before that's, actually it's... people have said oh it's the I am's cat
1: <laughs> it's funny how that is what sticks in in the mind isn't it mm. reference to it did, yeah
0: did um you had obviously a career as a voiceover artist prior to Britain's Got Talent. Mm. Did you, what was the motivation to go on the show? Uh, And, and as a follow-up to that, do you feel it gave you, you know, as an experience, was it good? And did it give you an extra platform afterwards?
2: So um, I'll I'll let you into a secret. You can audition for Britain's Got Talent or they have researchers finding Mm. talent. So you can queue up and, uh, you know, or audition, or you know, uh, they headhunt. And, and um, mm. Britain's Got Talent love impressionists. Um, and I got a call the year before um, uh, I did it, I got a call saying they'd seen, a vi- I put a very crude video online, like how to do impressions. And they'd seen that video and they said, would you like to do it? And I said, no, thank you. And I, I, I turned it down because I just thought the jeopardy of me being a voiceover and bombing on there wouldn't be very clever. Yeah. And then they came back the year afterwards and said you know seeing your video would you like to do it and for some reason i just said oh go on do it so I, I that act that you saw was sort of loosely based on on that video that that i did you know about deconstructing voices mm. um and previous to that i had no experience of stand-up like i wasn't a lot of the comedians on there a lot of the magicians a lot of the performers have been gigging for like 10 years you know, you yeah. know they'll put a backstory saying oh i'm i'm, I'm a chef or i'm a fitness trainer or whatever. They're not. They're, yeah. Trust me, they're not. They're, they've been performing for, for, for 10 years. It's the backstory that they're yeah. interested in. Um, at the end of the day, it's a TV show. I'm not being, I'm uh-huh. not you know, they're making a TV show. So, yeah. you know, uh, so, um, so I had to go out and do a few gigs. Um, and I don't think I've ever been so nervous in all my life. And by the time I'd got onto Britain's Got Talent, I had a few under my belt, not a lot, just a handful of gigs. And, um, yeah, then, then what I did was after that, um, I then got a manager, um, and he, he asked me, he's a comedy agent and he said, well, what do you want from this? And I said, well, I'd like to capitalize on the success, you know, what's just happened. And he said, well, you you need to learn stand up You need to build a following. So I've been reverse engineering it. And since then been going out and gigging and even now, you know, I don't consider myself a seasoned professional by any long chalk, you know and uh, learning how to perform and doing stand up because I'd previous to, th- to doing that I had I had zero experience. Yeah.
1: How do you integrate the, the two? Uh, do, does it do you start stand up first and routine first and then think how can I add voices to it or do you think well I've got this repertoire how do I put that into a story?
2: Yeah, uh, oh, wow, how do I do it? I'm, I'm not, a f- I, I, I do work with writers, like, I, I have got, sure. I have been working with uh, uh, I, one writer and then another one. Um, and I'll get an idea for something, you know, like I'm a celebrity, Anton Deck, and then maybe Boris will be in the jungle. I'm trying to expand that, to, you know, to yeah. get a few other characters in the jungle because that season, Touch Wood, will run and run. Yeah, I'm thinking of um, putting Greg Wallace in there, you know, and everyone's moaning about everything. Go, Oh, I mean, the rice and that, oh, the rice and beans. You get the <laughs> snap of that rice. I mean, that <laughs> is heaven. Oh, wonderful. And then beans, you know. <laughs> I'll think of something. But yeah. the other thing is, it's, it's, um, because it's comedy and I'm, I'm on stage, you don't want, it's not, it's not enough to have someone go, oh, well, that sounds like Greg Wallace or Boris Johnson. Yeah. You know, well done. Uh, fundamentally you've got to make people laugh so you've got to have good material so that's that's the thing for me is to try and write stuff which is genuinely funny uh apart from just doing voices
1: do you find it changes the because we we discussed a moment ago like a lot of the impressions are quite a physical thing to do is it something that you're more conscious of when you're on stage And, and i don't mean more conscious of delivering that performance it's more of in the You know, the comfort of your own room as you are now, you can go wild in terms of getting that that voice exactly right and pulling faces and that when you've got a room of people staring at you.
2: Well, again, without, you know, without wishing to sound arty farty or or pretentious in any way, you know, if you're doing Anton Deck, you've got to i can't believe it. you've got to become them you know yeah because no, it's not enough to do the voice so you know if i was to do declan donnelly that's right you know i'd be gesturing as if i was talking to <laughs> members of the yeah. crew laughing out loud you know and doing all this you yeah. know and you've got to otherwise it's it's not him so yeah. you can't really be self-conscious and to be honest it can only add to the performance you know, you, you've got to you know um and uh I'm just trying to think of other examples, and I guess
1: you're not. It probably helps in terms of you know where you said you was very nervous before. It probably helps that you're assuming someone else's identity, isn't it? It's not. It's not Darren. It's yeah, yeah, and, and Derek as, as such, yeah.
2: yeah. You know, someone like Michael McIntyre who's very, very physical. You know, it sort of helps if you're running around the stage. I mean, yeah. you know, certainly if you can sort of pick up on certain idiosyncrasies, then it's just going to yeah
0: adds to the to the mm. impression you know definitely How is, um obviously the situation that we're going through in the country although fingers crossed it looks like it's um coming out the other end of the tunnel now but how has that affected you over the past eight months
2: um i'm very lucky because i mean i'm talking to you from my studio so this is this is where i work i get up mm. you know i do my exercise i'll either swim or go for a run or a walk and i come back here and and then you know, I work from home unless I get yeah. a call to go out to a studio and do some presenting or do some voicing in town. But um, technology as it is, I can connect to studios all over the world uh, and they can dial in and direct me. Um, uh, and I mean, apart from radio ads and a lot of the advertising obviously really, really suffered. Um, and the work did go down, but touch wood, you know, I mean, if you think about everything that I or we do as voiceovers, you know, radio ads, TV ads, corporate videos, web videos, um, voice of God for award shows, you know, I've been doing yeah. lots of hosting award ceremonies here, virtually performing, you know, with um big, uh, quite, quite high end production, you know, like um, when they're cutting to me and they've got all the awards and graphics and everything so it's been it's been for on hold messaging
0: from, from over the years what are your favorite and least favorite impressions that you've done um
2: what are the favorites um wow i do i i don't know if i've got any favorites i mean i do a lot of david attenborough and boris at the moment i mean i've got mm. boris coming yeah coming out my my ears you know which is which is is fine you know it's it's it's, it's good and it's you know you can get into the character uh David Attenborough, as I've said, um, you know, car dealerships. They m- if, if it's a car dealership, they want, may, may want me to sound like Mr. Clarkson, the old JC. <laughs> um, um, one thing I don't appreciate is those that stay in the middle lane doing 55 miles an hour at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, de- it depends, really. You know, depends what I'm asked to do. I mean, it's it's quite nice sometimes when um, I, I'll get uh, someone'll ask, "Can you do this voice?" and it won't be in my repertoire, but um, but I'll do it and do a very good job. I think someone wanted me to do Peter Alice for for a golfing store or something, and that was quite satisfying. You know, there she goes. sir. you can nestle up to the microphone. <laughs> and what a wonderful shot that is, and that'll just trickle in for bar. <laughs>
1: Amazing, so, so good. good
2: you sir. gently bent. Oh, it, it oh, never, <laughs> up, never ends. Uh. <laughs> that's that's quite a satisfying one. Brilliant. i could happily I could happily talk like this all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are your aspirations? Because you know you've said that you're you're very successful. What you're doing and uh, moving in stand up is there any um, things that are on your radar Um, that you think i really
2: want to just to sort of better myself really i mean carry on doing what i'm doing you know if i get quiet days or days that i don't get any jobs you know i worry i'm a great big worrier um i stay here i stew you know um and you know you talk to all your colleagues and friends you know we're quite a nice friendly bunch and um and a lot of people are in the same boat especially now so you know so just to sort of carry on doing and um just to get you know better myself get better gigs i suppose more high profile gigs i've done some nice stuff i've narrated series you know for channel five and the discovery channel and the history channel and maybe do more of that maybe do some tv stuff i'm very lucky that i've got a great manager at the moment and he's always keeping his ear to the ground on what's on what's happening so um yeah just to be just to carry on carry on working being successful and and see what happens the, the weird thing about this job is that you know like i i've got a few bits and pieces to do today uh, some voicing for like i said some what they call voice of god for an awards ceremony so i think i've got to do like a big like, you know ladies and gentlemen one, one of them and um i think they want us father christmas and i've got some of that but the phone could ring or an email could land and you just never know what it is you know it could be something for america or australia um you you just don't know and that's that's what's exciting that we mm. can change literally within a, within an email. Uh, so I'm, in that respect, you know, we're, we're very lucky in what we do. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, and not all of it is creative. I mean, I know we've had fun today, you know, but, you know, doing all the city voices and stuff like that. But, you know, if you've got an hour long corporate session, when you're talking about, you know, safety on the, on, on oil rigs <laughs> or the B court three one six X spring valve, no word of a lie you know I've I've, narrated a a video on on that goes in one ear out the other but you've got to make it sound enthusiastic and like you're knowledgeable on the subject and you know all about the spring valve and what it does and its relationship to the flux the (laughs) moment
0: words yeah words words. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah Well, um, thank you so much for coming on our show, Darren. We've um, really appreciated you taking the time out to join us and, and talk about your um, experiences as an uh, Impressionist in voiceover.
2: Thank you very much. Well, I hope it wasn't wasn't uh, waffling too much. It was good fun. Oh, thank, no, you. All. No. <laughs> and thank you. Oh, no, no. If you
1: um, can tell just from listeners and viewers... Um, where to find you and and when i can uh, sort of check out your youtube channels and so on
2: yeah uh so you can find me on youtube darren altman a-l-t-m-a-n i think um on twitter i'm at darren altman um instagram i'm darren underscore altman i'm even on tiktok i did a we did a a, we went into the studio and did a, a deep fake donald you know the deep fake technology yeah we did a donald trump a couple of videos, we had him doing all this ASMR nonsense. I watched one of them, it was brilliant. Oh, did you? And we yeah. Were talking about Sleepy Joe losing his marbles. You know, <laughs> I got all my marbles. I'm a very smart guy. And, you know, these are not your ballot paper. <laughs> scratching the mic. And uh, we did all that, you know, China. And, um, and I'm not joking, it's got. Uh, the last look nearly two and a half million views Amazing. on tiktok yeah. and um and on my channel because the the production company uh that i did it with put it on theirs but on my channel alone they've got more it's it's getting on for a hundred thousand views in a few weeks and i've only got that handful of subscribers they, they yeah it's all the this asmr nonsense people love it yeah absolutely love it so very I, strange I, I, yeah i know
1: I can't imagine uh, Donald Trump being relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Unsettling, quite. maybe, but well,
2: yeah. <laughs> but that was fun. So yeah, I'm even on TikTok, you know, and and um, um, the good thing about TikTok, it's only a minute, so I can just bust out a few. Like I, I just yeah. did a load of Simpsons impressions, and that was that was good fun. No, you may not take that comic. That is a limited edition, one hundred and thirteen. Worst day ever. <laughs> and uh, you know, and the Lord said. Uh, and all of that. <laughs> Brilliant. Get Homer, let me out the garage. That's <laughs> your key part. You tried and you failed. The moral is never try. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Well, we we fun. will add all the links to your <laughs> channels, Darren, at the uh, in the description. But once again, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having us on. Well, I hope you
1: enjoyed that as much as we did. Don't forget, if you did enjoy it, please um, like, subscribe on whatever platform you're watching and listening on because in that way you won't miss out on any future episodes we put out.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms as well. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh, yeah, give us a follow and uh, you'll be able to keep up to date with all of, uh, the latest uh, episodes and posts that we um, put out there. But thank you for uh, listening and watching. And we'll see you next steps.